0: This is Death Before Dishonor. I'm Genesee.
1: I'm Eric. I'm Kevin. And I'm Tinzian.
0: My character is Zanatari. She's a good-aligned Kalishtar war priest.
2: I don't know what this assisting means. What do you, what do you have to say for yourself there? Uh,
1: it's time to get some sunrods up in this biz. All just armored to, like, the nth degree. Dastardly, dashing ahead... It's time to get some sunrods up in this biz. They're despotic? Damn it! <laughs>
2: <laughs> All just armored to, like, the nth degree. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time to get some sunrods up in this biz. Of the <laughs> beauty's D&D. Can't end the story. Goes anywhere you want it.
0: This is Death Before Dishonor. I'm Genesis. I'm
2: Eric. I'm Kevin.
1: And I'm Tinzian.
0: My character is Zanatari. She's a good aligned Kalishtar war priest.
1: I don't know what this assisting
2: means. What do you, what do you have to say for yourself there? Uh, it's time to get some sunrods up in this
1: biz. All just armored to like the nth degree. Dastardly dashing ahead. It's time to get some sunrods up in this biz. this des- despotic.
2: Damn it. <laughs> All just armored to, like, the nth degree. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time to get some sunrods up in this biz. Some <laughs> of the beauties of D&D. Can't end the story. Goes anywhere you want it.
0: Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee.
2: I'm Eric.
1: I'm Florian. And I'm and the dastardly DM.
0: <laughs> and this is Death Before Dishonor. Today is Friday the 15th of January, and this is episode, I think, 180 in a somewhat weekly series uh, starring a group of friends playing Dungeons & Dragons hosted by the Great Area Podcast. And last week, well, it was actually last week, um, we had some fun... Together in Cesar's little dream world. I'm going to let the Dungeon Master catch us up on where we are currently. So, Dungeon Master, you are go.
1: Hi, everyone. Uh, Administrative notes. First off, uh, it looks like Mithrin will not be joining us anymore. Um, We've been trying to get him uh, back into the show, but he keeps not having internet access and so forth. So I think Genesee is going to be putting out the call for someone to come in and either do a guest or some sort of arrangement in the near future. So you may hear, at least for a bit, um, another voice or two. Also, for those listening um, in the immediate future, there may be some changes to the Death D4 page. You might not be able to get to it. You should be able to get to episodes, but I'm doing some stuff to try and make things a little less painful for me um, working on the back end of it. So, in our last episode, which was last week, Xanotari is correct for 100 experience points. Yay. And further 100 experience points for actually having the episode number. <laughs> See,
0: my bar is really low.
1: Now, uh, 400 experience points to Cesar for looking more tired than uh, Carl's player, who is actually up in the middle of the night. Anyway,
0: so. he should get the bonus points for being up in the middle of the
1: night. He should get awarded mm.
0: for being tired doesn't sound right.
1: So, in the last episode, there was a lot of discovery within the Caesar Vault. I don't know. Uh, Caesar. have you named that place yet, by chance? Uh, no. Okay. I did. So, it's the Cesarium. The Cesarium? Was that the name?
3: The Caesorium.
0: Yeah. Nice. Nice. That's pretty choice.
1: <laughs> I think you have to be German in order to pro- properly say that thing, so I will...
0: Make him say squirrel.
1: Probably just screw it up and call the place Bob. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so discoveries were made. They found plans for what appears to be the airship that uh, they have encountered a number of times over the course of adventuring. Also, a large timber um, tree that uh, could possibly be the keel later on of the airship. Yes, there's a lot of time-changing things. Going on here, deal with it. Oh, I remember the episode now, and I feel bad. Hmm? I
0: said, oh, I remember the episode now, and I feel
1: bad. Because you killed a dryad? Yes. Because you mistranslated and got the dryad killed? I don't know what you're talking about. The normally semi-peaceful, unless you've royally screwed with its tree or grove No, I have no idea what you're talking
0: about. It says it was clearly just unappealing.
1: Well, with... For those of you on the video, I would suggest checking out the video because right now Carl is entirely backing me up with his smirk. <laughs> <laughs> Carl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there was a uh, ghostly dryad death. That's a first. Flaming ghostly dryad death. I should say. Uh, I even bet more first. Pers- boss was happy. Yes. And, um although, actually, since it was already dead, he might have to escort it later, but maybe it, I don't know, it's a good idea. Um, and then they discovered a room, it looks like a well-appointed office, but um, it is clogged full of little message tubes that uh, apparently are heralding danger for a number of villages, past or present. It's kind of a little unclear at the moment. So, um, the gong is still somewhat blocked. I think Carl was starting to search around the room like you were in an avalanche scenario, trying to poke around, trying to find people that may or may not be alive under the press of messages. Xanatari, I think, was pondering how she can translate this entire situation into message case east. And therefore, get all these message cases to die. Actually, I was just feeling like
0: how much this scenario is like real life. If anyone's ever tried to leave me any kind of messages, uh, they know my mailbox is full forever. And you know, this is just this room is personally just a reflection of my real life.
1: You wonder where I get the ideas from sometimes. Uh... <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So, uh, Cesar. Let's start with you, since it's enjoyably uh, your place. What would right. you like to do?
2: Um, well, uh, his thought is, you know, about these messages. He wonders how much he's responsible for responding to these, or how much he'll be held responsible for it, since they're coming directly into the Caesorium. Mm-hmm. Um... So I think I had tried to grab the most recent one, like you know, wait for one to come out and try to to you know get it before it sort of dives into the giant pile, um, just to see where it is. If I'm familiar with where it is, and I don't know if 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 there's any kind of dating on them or anything like that, but just try to get a sense of if it's current or past or whatever.
1: Okay, Uh, there is a current one that comes spitting out. Um, and you're able to track it with your eyes and go over and pick it up. It is a different village name. Honestly, I haven't named a village yet, so uh, that'll be up for grabs in a bit. But it is different than um, one of the others that uh, you've read. So if you pick them up, there seems to be um, strata layers of yeah. messages, and there's a large map on the wall and you're actually able to locate some of these villages. Okay. They are getting closer however to Winterhaven.
2: What do you mean? Oh, you, oh, I see. From Chronologically, the assuming the pile is in chronological order, yes, from bottom of pile to top of pile, they're closer to Winterhaven.
1: Yep. So, started up in the north, there's kind of a sea up there and working its way down um, towards Winterhaven. Not exactly in a direct path, but there's a chance that it could could interact. There is also the sound as you go retrieving that message tube. You hear another sound. It sounds like scratching. And you also smell uh, kind of old, stale, burned out, lack of a better term, circuits. Is that puff of ozone, but it's just old and it's clinging.
0: 50 points to the DM for saying Winter Haven and not
1: Winterfell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> been a while.
0: Hey, Finally got it!
1: For those uh, not on video, we have been joined by uh, co-DM Freddie. So if you are in the video, you're going to hear purring. If you are listening to this as a recording, uh, audio recording later, you probably won't. So kind of a good reason to uh, join in. All right, so you can go look at the map if you want to. You'll do your things. I'm gonna go to um, to Dentari for a moment. Mm -hmm. What would you like to do? Um,
0: Well, I I feel like last time we were looking for a body or looking for something, I'm trying to remember what she was doing last time, uh, digging through stuff. i think that's what carl was doing i think he was looking for a body so i'm going to help him uh, see if there's anybody buried like underneath their mail
1: okay um you do find one body but you're not sure (laughs) if it is well you're not sure if it's one body or a couple bodies that are just torn up but they're only skeletons And aside from discoloration on the floor, you don't see anything that looks um, like there's been flesh decaying here, or muscle, just blood and bones.
0: Like human bodies?
1: Um, It's either a group of halflings or a human body or two.
0: Yeah, well that's going to f- that's going to bother Zanatari. Um but you know what? I happen to have a really excellent talent for raising the dead once a day and asking them three questions. So uh, I'm going to hold that in my back pocket and I'll probably want to ask them questions, but first I'm going to let Carl uh, finish searching to see the best candidate for uh, for that.
1: Okay. Uh Carl, you find um What looks to have been some of the clothing that was uh, from these bodies, it's often a pile under another layer of uh, the message tubes. Again, no flesh, no, no decayed flesh. There's no smell anywhere of death. It's just you're finding these things. But clearly the bodies have been moved.
3: Strange. So, um, Miss Centauri, um, didn't we think that those uh, wolves that we found would be the the later parents of your your trusty uh, your trusty wolf?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Carl. I believe that we did think that these were Winter's parents.
3: So we are in some kind of future right now.
0: My fear is that the bodies on the floor have something to do with us, uh, since we're in this weird future. So yes, technically Mm -hmm. I I think this has something to do with our future, considering the airship and Winter's parents. What are you thinking?
3: Um, Those bodies, well, they um, kind of unsettled me. I had a great revelation a few minutes ago, and I tried to think it through, but... Well, those threw some, some hoop in my thoughts, but I think I have been wrong about Mr. Cesar all the time. Or not all the time, uh, the last few, few hours at least. Okay. When we stepped into this realm, I thought he would, I was shocked to see him as some, some kind of lecherous fool only out for riches and and gold and, and alcohol. <laughs> but this, this place here, it's, it's really beautiful. And I think I, I get what its meaning is. I think the nice dragon lady, when she made this realm, see, she matched it to Mr. Sasser's personality. And if you just look at the outer layers, you see this crazy old man out to get something that makes him happy. This in here. This, this mirrors his his heart, the thing that he really wants to do. do. Do you see? This is some some kind of nest, some some hero's resting place, like 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 a, a squirrel's tray. He rests here and waits for a message to come. To, out of this tube, he reads the message and jumps up into his airship, rushes over there and ha- rescues everybody. This...
0: Carl, are you saying that you think Caesar has a secret desire to be a mailman? Do you
3: have <laughs> some sort of
0: insight into Caesar that I'm unaware of? Tell me more about your thoughts on this. Um,
3: too much a mailman as, uh, you know, some, some kind of really great hero that... But how come everyone's dead? It seems
0: like they... Didn't get the messages they,
3: and they didn't go. They, I'm not too sure. Maybe they waited for the messages until they, um, well, uh, starved because uh, they didn't think about themselves. Huh. Perception check, either of you. <laughs>
0: Will you roll for me, please? <laughs> Ooh.
1: By the way, Cesar, were you walking around earlier in a smoking jacket down here? I forget, in one of the uh, Lost episodes if you had actually swapped out to the smoking jacket.
2: Um, honestly, that would have been months ago. I'm not sure. It sounds amazing. Okay. I don't know. I don't <laughs> remember. Uh, seven. Oh, seven wow.
0: okay, 19.
1: A 26 total. Okay, um, Cesar's not involved with this one, so, um... It looks like the bodies have both puncture marks through puncture holes through various bones, and also looks like uh buzz saws or something was taken to some of the bones.
0: I see, so you know, Carl, I think Xenator says, I think you need to be careful with uh, with you know making assumptions about. Caesar based on this world, I mean, think about all the different possibilities there could be, you know, about Caesar if we're going to take this world as an example. I mean, look at these bodies on the floor here. There's there's some strange holes in these bodies and, you know, it looks as though they've been attacked. So, you know, one could maybe say that Caesar had lured people here with the plan on reading them some kind of important message. And then, you know, hacked them to pieces and buried them for, uh, for no one to find. So, you know, either that or maybe he uh, spent a lot of time being a sculptor and taking models to uh, use for his <clears throat> sculptures that are outside. I mean, how could we know if Caesar is really the kind of person that you think that he is right now? Versus, you know, the guy that we've come to know with his lechery and, and you know, just love of, of, of good things.
3: Well, you're probably right, Mr. Antari, I shouldn't make too much assumptions. <laughs> I only thought that, you know, this this dragon, really, dragon lady, she really impressed me and seemed very powerful to me and... and to me, so I think she would maybe create or give us something not too, not too bad.
0: I love how, how naively optimistic Carl is, and I feel so bad having Sanitary stamp his, his fire of naivety right out every single time this happens. But, you know, I guess it has to be done.
3: It, it, was, it was so you were stroking a cat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going
0: to. Mm, I'm going to evilly stroke. It was cat.
1: it was it was so bad da- so bad the day that we had Carl uh, fight the Easter Bunny of Roshernak. And I, know, I miss please, uh,
0: Mithrin because he he's just delighted so much in Carl's uh,
1: mm-hmm. positive attitude. Caesar, it is clear over the. Um, occasional banging of the gong that you are being besmirched, or perhaps the fan mail is being diverted in the wrong direction, but um, we return to you.
2: Okay. Um, well, I think he'll look to investigate... It was a sound, right, as uh, that went along with that ozone smell?
1: Yeah. Um, could be same thing or two separate things. Right. Um, well, he'll probably easier to maybe pinpoint the
2: sound if it's continuous, or at least intermittent, so he'll try to figure out what
1: is making the noise here in this room. Okay. Back behind the desk there is what appears to be an automated quill. It's a platform, and there's a quill that is writing over a piece of paper. Okay. Sort of an archaic... Arcane, -arcane, semi-arcane, semi-technology printer. Okay. What's it writing? Uh, The ink is out on it. There's an inkwell next to it. But judging from the motion, uh, it is reporting that there is a system error or that there is a pressure error. Something went catastrophically wrong. And judging by the printer that the paper, sorry, the paper that is on the floor, um, going back to the first, about a month ago, there was normal operations. It was just fine. And then there was a report of a massive pressure burst within the tubes. It doesn't say where.
0: Okay.
1: And after that, it's kind of an error, error, error sort of thing, and eventually it runs out of ink pretty quick.
2: Hmm. But it still, s- still seems to be functional. Yeah, it's just
1: no ink and... No, I
2: mean the tubes. Something. I'm just yeah. thinking out loud. Um, And that does that seem to be the sound and the smell?
1: No, the smell is coming from somewhere near... Um, not the wall directly with the gong, but the one to the right.
2: Okay. There's um, a bit
1: of a, there's a bit of a pile there of deflected, um, message tubes that have okay. knocked over that way.
2: He'll dig into that.
1: Okay. You come across a variant of one of your Tinker toys. One of your uh, mechanical men.
2: Yep.
1: And it has a message tube lodged right through it.
2: Okay.
1: And it is speared essentially into the wall. Okay. There's also a large hypodermic needle that has been shoved through its head, pinning its head to the wall. And by a large we all assume that that's fine. By a large hi- hypodermic needle, I mean roughly about a foot long. One of the old style, just nasty things. Okay. Um. um, you could even possibly consider it to be the end of a fuel, whatever the the oil canisters, old style oil canisters, something like mm-hmm. that.
0: Oil can. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, it looks like something um, that in. That's
2: weird. Um, does the... the clockwork figure, does it seem to be designed for a specific purpose? Is it yes. just one of the combat ones, or...? Nope. Uh,
1: this one looks like it's message delivery.
2: Okay. Hmm. Okay. <sighs> Every day. Um... He'll, uh, pull, uh, he'll pull the thing out of its head and take okay. a closer look at it, see if he can get any idea of if it is, in fact, just part of an oiling okay. contraption or, or whatnot. Maybe get a clue.
1: It is part of an oil canister-type device, but modified for increased um, rigidity. Did I just invent something? No,
0: rigidity is a real word. Okay. Okay
1: but it looks like it was ripped off some sort of other mechanical thing and used as an instrument. The wounds that the uh, canister has put into its chest does not appear to have been either man-made or mechanically man-made.
2: Right, so it just happened.
1: Like it's it some s- out of character pneumatics blew up somewhere else like that, it, caused a burst. Yeah, shot a thing out and re- recoil um, ricocheted. Took your little mechanical minion out. Yep. Okay.
2: Um, if I open that can, I'll open that canister. Just I don't think it's going to be any different. The message inside, but why not take a look?
1: Um, nope, the message isn't really any more different. But this one is a report that there are rumors floating around that something, some there may be a development soon. It's kind of okay. a pre-warning. All right, pretty early um, on in this yeah, timeline uh, that we're seeing here. Some town that you can see on the map, but it is more towards um, the extreme coast. Okay. It has been reported to have gone dark or, you know, there's trade caravans missing or something along those lines. But okay. stand by for news. All right.
2: And in none of these, we've have we seen really any specifics in terms of what may be going on?
1: No. OK. Just that, you know, in a couple cases, a town is no more.
2: It's not very helpful.
1: Well, looks like something either cratered the place or just took a sure. you know huge bite out of it. Okay. But um, if the legend on the map is right, we're looking somewhere about six thousand people so far potentially missing or dead. Hmm. Okay.
2: Well, Caesar's thinking there might be a pretty hefty reward in stopping this if it's that big of a threat. That's just what
1: he's thinking right now. Oh, and if you check the um, map, yeah, it is about seventy years old. Um, it is dated seventy years in the future. Okay. 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 Yep. And Atari
0: yes, okay, after <laughs> having discussion with Carl and dashing his youthful hopes about Caesar's, you know, moral character, uh I don't think Zanatari's picked up that there's anything wrong uh, in this room as far as, like, she hasn't really read any of the messages and doesn't know what caesar has got going on, so, um I guess I, she still considers all of this just a phantasm of you know, the dragon's uh, gift to Caesar, and that it, it doesn't really, it's not a real place and you know, all of this is just kind of some kind of fun house of Caesar's mind. So um, i not taking it too seriously. going to okay. look around and, uh, you know, uh, I've got winter and everything and I've seen the dead bodies. So I guess I'm, I'm basically just going to back out of the room and hang on. There's, there's nothing here. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll take a look at the map just for the sake of, History and uh, being able to report you know, anything about that, but she's not really clued into the fact that that anything's going on.
1: Okay, there is a place that is named after both you, and another place that has um, it is uh, some sort of hamlet for Carl, or at least uh, referenced at it. But there's kind of um, a marking for a civic area in terms of Carl. <laughs> Carl. <laughs> and was probably the Burn wrong word, but there's, there's some sort of civic thing. Um, but, Zanatari, as, as you're looking around um, the map, if you turn away and start heading back towards the door, on one of the table there's an interesting-looking, rolled-up um, bit of leather.
0: Okay. Uh, that would catch your attention you go over. And uh, I'm not expecting any traps inside this room, so I would just open it.
1: Okay, sort of like a f- folding toolkit, but in this case, it has a set of extremely nice-looking daggers, but they're actually looking like letter openers. Hmm. But the blades are all different, but they're really, really well, well-made. Okay. Um, at least masterwork level. Um, blades.
0: Okay. Well, Zentradi is gonna want to take them, but. Uh, this is kind of Caesar's world, so I do have some consideration for that, a little bit of it. Uh, I don't know if Caesar uses this sort of weapon, but I guess I'm going to pick them up and and uh, start playing with them, like, you know, wielding them around and waving my hands and you know, doing some kind of daggery looking tricks just so that Caesar will notice that I've picked them up and see if he says anything.
1: Uh, Winter, during this, having seen you all looking through the various piles and levels and stuff, is busy digging around the room, um, just trying to fit in or think there's a game going on, but um, that's what Winter's doing, I suppose.
3: Carl. So, Carl's gonna uh, a little bit of a character conflict here. I don't want to, um, <laughs> play him as too intelligent, which he really isn't. But, well, let's say he's got a bright moment and he tries to look uh, for the oldest tube. He tr- um, sees if there's some way to distinguish the, the age of the tubes and Looks for the one that maybe are on the bottom and like a little bit more dusty than the other ones. Okay. And also, he um, tries to look for an uh, open container and a message that has been taken out of there and it's maybe buried somewhere deep below. Okay. So what are you looking for exactly? I'm looking for... Carl is still convinced this this is some type of um, well, superhero cave or something. (laughs) And he tries to figure out which of those calls for rescues uh, that have been answered by whoever built this realm has gone wrong. So he is trying to figure out what was the last answered uh, um, call for help. And to see, well, if this is the future, uh, maybe what might, might um, encounter them. Uh, <laughs> okay. What do bring? I think I follow. Um,
1: your answer is partially within the pile, but I'll say, just to save things and move things along, that you notice there is a set of pigeonholes um, containing various tubes, Various of the message tubes in one of the walls, kind of like in a post office they 're all kind of organized and around, and you find sort of there there seem to be numbered so you if you look in the last um, pigeonhole, you find that there is either a village a city you 're not quite sure what the size of it is, but a place called ghostlight, and there was reports that um, their water well or water wheel, some sort of water contraption, was malfunctioning and it was causing harm to the area. Whether it had killed some people or what remains to be unknown, but clearly... The water wheel broke off
0: and rolled and killed people? Is that what you're saying? The water wheel?
1: No. No, I'm not saying that it rolled off and then did it, you know, the Ferris wheel
0: okay.
1: spoofed down the thing. But for so- something with the water supply, the water source, be it a oh. mechanical thing <laughs> okay, I
0: thought you meant like a or mechanical with the well, broke off
1: and- um, was causing issues here. Um, and at the same time, there was reports of some sort of tectonic activity in the area. Or at least it had been felt and might have contributed to throwing some of this machinery off. So clearly a you know, if Cesar was to be involved, it is a technical technology thing versus a magical item. And that appears to be, depending on how you dig around, anywhere from two weeks to a month before this pressure problem caused all these tubes to be around. Does that answer your question?
3: Yeah. Okay. So, I will have to make a slight retcon and say that Carl uh, can read somewhat <laughs> 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 and that he learned it with the color star. <laughs> Carl is practicing
0: on phonics when
3: we were walking together. Mm-hmm. This week. So, he's gonna sit there and read uh, through uh, some of the messages and when he encounters this, he's go, Oh, er, Miss uh, Mr. Cesar or Mr. Antari, I think I, I found something.
0: i go
3: over and peer over Carl's shoulder. Well, come, uh, Cesar place. will go over too. And he holds out a message and says, <clears throat> I think this might be the last message, uh, that was answered from whoever lived in this in this place, whether if that would be us in, in the future or, or not and I think if this is the last the last message this probably where everything went down so that whoever occupied this place uh, went there and came back mortally wounded or was killed uh, in, in retribution in this place so maybe we should well, be be beware of this place or even investigate it. Does anyone else read the message?
2: Sure, Cesar will take a look. Okay.
1: Um, Cesar, you realize that Ghost Light is mentioned as the most recent area that has had a report of issue. The most recent? Yes. Well, at least the most recent that you can figure out so far.
2: Okay. So it like seems to be the closest
1: one to Winter yep. Haven and all that. Okay. Yep. It seems like it's uh, about a four day ride from here at this point. Okay. At least according to the map. And by the way, um, your area is beautifully illustrated, kind of like the, the, the giant pop out image on the map. Very well rendered nice
2: it's the jewel of the map mm-hmm. okay um he'll say well uh you know i i think that I, it's hard to say because obviously this doesn't seem to be from our time but uh i i think we would be remiss if we didn't attempt to try and and stop whatever's going on I, I don't know if if once we leave this place we'll be back in the past. I I I don't know, but it's relatively close enough that I think we might want to uh try to intercept whatever seems to be sort of sweeping through these these settlements uh to uh you know, it it seems to be making its way towards Winterhaven, which I think if if we could stop that from happening, it might be uh might be a good thing. I think that that would be
3: good of us, don't you? Oh, Carl smiles and uh, <laughs> gave Sanitaria an elbow <laughs> nudge. <laughs> okay, so you see, you see. <laughs> she does care.
0: Well, Cesar's calculating the total accumulated reward he could. <laughs> um, yeah, is going to turn to Cesar and say that, yes, that this, this does seem like a good idea uh, now that you've figured this particular area as being uh, something we should check out. Uh, I'm completely willing to go do that. Uh, if you're finished looking through this place, I mean, considering the fact that we're in the future now, I don't think time is exactly an issue.
1: You do have a sort of way of figuring out where you may be sanitary.
0: A sort of way locationally or in the time stream? Uh, time stream. Well, yeah, I mean, we've got winter's parents here right so i can make some guesses because
1: winter's- winter winter there remember they they have they haven't been brought in yet
0: i thought they were unless we retcon that area because we hadn't technically
1: explored it in the, in the i think it wasn't explained properly that it was built out as the holding pen area for where it would it eventually be
0: That the mother was there in some kind of spectral form as though she would be there in the future but wasn't actually there and that the dad
1: i thought was there no i didn't think i mentioned that i think i remember the spectral thing but yeah it's just winter knows the place but you don't have an idea as to when but um your link to your deity hasn't clicked off that so, you're aware of,
0: so I can't look at this at my wolf and say, "Well, wolves live you know approximately whatever thirty years, so this must be within okay,
1: but you're you're not you're not feeling a time blip from your connection to your deity
0: okay well, I would not expect a a you know mortal deity to have any kind of you know, limitation in that regard,
1: no. okay. Alrighty, so we have the bodies, we've got the tubes, we've got the mechanical stuff, we have a potential purpose. What do you want to do?
0: Well, I mean, Zantari kind of said, it says, or, did you want to finish exploring your area because this is your world? We came here to get you, that's why Carl and I actually ventured into here in the first place, is to get you back because you left. Uh, you know, now that we know we're going to this other place, did you need to... Do you want to look at anything else in your world before we leave, or do you want to um, just go? I
2: mean, it might be. I'm. I'm not gonna really. I, I plan on returning here and spending much time here. I'm sure. Uh, we might want to make a, a quick pass. Maybe split up. Uh, divide the rest of this, you know, between us to see if there's anything that we could benefit from before heading out to uh, encounter what is destroying what seems to be towns and villages in pretty pretty swift order
0: is going to flip the dagger in her hand and then stick it in her in her belt.
1: <laughs> okay.
3: Right in front would, of
0: him, so he has a chance to say something or not.
1: What would you like to do with the other nine?
0: There's nine?
1: It's a, Like I said, it's it's a rolled out, it is a full set but in this leather. I'm going to put one really... in my
0: belt and roll the, other, the others up and keep them in the leather and put them in my backpack. Because, you know, I'm sure that there'll be a need for them later.
2: Okay. Cesar will mentally add it to
1: her tab.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Your share is no less.
1: Okay, there is a door with a frosted pane of what I guess will pass for glass at this point. Near the far side of the room. And um, it is unlocked, if you check it. Okay.
2: Yeah, I mean, Cesar's going to... Whether they do so or not, he's going to start sort of speeding through the rest of this place
1: just okay. to
2: look for advantages or anything of
1: more interest before they head out. Does anybody so- not go with Cesar? Uh, he kind of said we wanted us to split up. Are there other rooms that we haven't been to uh, on this side? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to go in on one. Okay. Um, Cesar, you start to encounter... Uh, Not exactly a barracks area, but definitely some sleeping quarters. Okay. And in each of the rooms, as you open them, it looks like the door has been forced open.
2: Okay.
1: In some cases, behind each door, there has been barricade material. Hmm. And there is at least one body, just the bones, similar injuries as to the others. Okay. To probably, let's say, five bodies total. Okay. And at the end of of the room, um, there is a door that has not been forced. It's a double door. Very nicely, ornately carved and so forth. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You get a feeling that whoever lives in this apartment or whatever is beyond these doors... Has a lot of style, a lot of similar style to yours.
2: Okay, he'll check the door for traps.
1: Okay, we will come back to you. Okay, Carl, do you go as an Atari, or do you wander off on your own,
3: or still explore stuff within the room? Um, well, he's he's uh, gonna go um wander on <clears throat> uh, on his own a bit and well, um, taking care to stay in earshot. Okay. going to uh, check out, um, some of the, uh, um, <clears throat> sorry, a little bit of brain for here. <laughs> and, well, the not checked out areas yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. And what he's, uh, specifically looking for is some, uh, some way to to identify the attackers because it's pretty obvious that this place has been attacked.
1: Okay. You encounter in short order what looks, something that looks like a training room, maybe even a dojo, uh, spaces for some fitness, spaces for some martial arts, and also spaces that have mechanical traps or mechanical... Um, Dummies for practice. And the mechanical dummies look like they have either been um, I guess ransacked. Some have holes where there should be weapons or some metal bits or they've just been kind of pulverized.
3: Scavenged, perhaps? I don't have a good rummage around. Okay. Oh, oh, sorry. yeah you mean uh, they was uh, that this, this room has been scavenged or that some scavenging might be an oral some, something something has taken
1: stuff from the mechanical um sparring dummies
3: okay you
1: know and and this is just kind of like something that could just either punch or you could hit with a sword and it would twirl mm-hmm. or something along those lines.
3: So is this um is there another door in the room or is this everything there is?
1: No, but you do find that there are some footprints that have been pounded into um some of the wooden bases and they're roughly half the size of a human foot.
3: Hmm. That's Damn Lord. That's uh, <laughs> Area looks pretty vandalized, but did he encounter some other forms of random, well, random violence or no. property destruction? No. No. Else? No. That's strange. He's gonna make an, a mental note and if just another door, um, check it out. Otherwise, he'll go back to the message room.
1: Okay. Um leaving that room, heading back, you find a small doorway. And if you stick your head in, it looks like there are some sort of pipes above your head. One of them looks like it has been crushed with a hand or two hands. But again, smaller hands until the pipe is doesn't have nearly airflow. So it's been cut off by at least you know, 80, 90 percent.
3: You're going to knock on a pipe and try to figure out if they are um, air pipes or uh, pipes for liquid. Um,
1: Banging on them, I would say Carl doesn't have much technology background. It doesn't sound like it's full
3: of water or liquid. So it sounds hollow. Um, Kind of, yeah. Okay. Mm. Okay. um, So he'll go on a uh, so, so, sort of um, gangway or tunnel? Nope, it's just a closet
1: so, closet So, oh, closet, so okay. heading back, you would see Xanatari going into one of the other rooms.
3: So if there's, and there's another room to check out, he'll uh, wander after Xanatari.
1: Okay. Zanatari, you head into um, what appears to be a cooking area of commissary type thing, um, small dining room, bit. There are two bodies there, again, only skeletons. Okay,
0: uh, what kind of race are these?
1: These appear to also be either halfling or very short human.
0: Is there anything on them, like, uh, you know, clothing or items that I can look at?
1: That is scattered off to the side, uh, a couple necklaces, uh, no real identification things that strike you as being. Oh my God, that's you know Mithrin's. Okay, good. Something or other. Um, none of them have uh, like a spider brooch or. <laughs> Very
0: good. You know Okay. Um, I'll take whatever is helpful and then move on to look in the room itself, which you said is kitchen.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything here? Food. Um, just stuff, larder that is either expiring or is so salted and otherwise preserved that, it, you know, the end of time will happen.
0: Okay. Okay, I'm gonna
1: move on. If there's a way through to anything else. mm okay. No, just back towards the way that Cesar went. Okay, then I'll go
0: back towards Cesar.
1: Okay. Caesar. um, yes. you find that the door is not trapped. Okay. But, uh, there is a hidden latch and you are able to figure that out pretty quick. Cool. Do it. Done. Okay. Um, opening the door, there's kind of a momentary pause of, as the doors would normally slide gracefully open, uh, get stuck on something. One of the doors does. And you're either going to need to kind of kick it or try to wiggle it or shimmy it to figure out what's going on here.
2: Okay. Um, it'll push harder against it or just try to maybe if you can get it open a little bit maybe peek in to see what might be obstructing it
1: okay looks like a um piece of very decayed past putrefaction but whatever um, due to the air down here starting to be semi I don't know how best to put it Mummified. It's rotted. It's rotted flesh that is probably going to be heading more towards mummy quality than puddle desiccated. Quality. Desiccated. Thank you. <laughs> just
2: a part. Is it? Can I tell? Is it a, a body part or like? Is it just sort of?
1: Looks like something that was carved off a body, maybe a shoulder. That's not gross. no bone, but just you know a chunk. Um, is it
2: something I can? Get out of the way so that I can get into the door?
1: Yes, but as you do, you realize that um, the room is very dim, that a couple paces in as well, there's another piece or two um, heading off in towards the darkness. Another piece or two of
2: flesh. He'll um, crack a, a glow sticky thing to shed some more light on the situation.
1: Okay. Sunrod? Yep, that thing. Okay. Um throwing it in you see first of all the base of what appears to be a statue of you. Nice. Classy. Go oh, on. Your bedroom, mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um there seems to be something further beyond uh could be a bed, could be a dresser, could be um a demon. There's some other stuff Ooh. back back there. <laughs>
2: Alright, if those are the three options he will
1: <laughs>
2: he will fire his crossbow at the 33% chance demon <laughs> shape. I 66% you really sweetly in this room, 66% vintage furniture.
1: Okay. Um. Do you do a special arrow or just a straight bolt? Just a standard one. Okay. Um, you hear a and then sounds like it goes into something soft.
2: Uh, so, okay, so that rules out dresser, so we're looking at either demon or bed, okay.
1: <laughs> Unless you have the the new children's proof line of furniture, which is just covered with pillows, so <laughs> the kid does not uh, kill themselves when they face plant into. Yeah. I really Sorry.
2: hope it says there doesn't
0: have children's furniture in his bedroom. Let's just you know, rule that
2: out, okay? Yes, yes. Some pretty fun, whimsical stuff out
0: uh,
1: there. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Alright. Um, Zenitari, you and Carl, and I'm going to get back to you in a moment, Cesar, mm-hmm. but um, both of you, as you're coming up, you see um, Cesar suddenly whip his crossbow out and loose a bolt into whatever is beyond there. So uh, Pulling
0: out my dagger and moving forward at speed into the room.
1: Sword or dagger?
0: The one the dagger that I just put my belt is it's handy.
1: Okay. Caesar, you hear stomping behind you? Okay.
0: Great. I'm gonna get shot by Cesar.
2: No, he knows who's coming. He assumes anyway.
1: What would you what would you like to do next? Me? Yes.
2: Um just so he seems nice and cool, calm and collected, he'll quickly put back his crossbow, and walk further into the room towards where he was
1: firing. Okay. Um, You see that there is a bed. Mm -hmm. Underneath it um, is in a very fine, it's kind of like on a raised little dais thing, but um, underneath there is the, whatever the word is for um, Monday. Okay. Okay. And based off whatever you do with a glow stick, um, you see that there are a number of other beds around the area, and a few more statues. Wow! All of the statues are quite large, except for one. Um, do you wish to inspect the bed that you shot? However, sure. Why not? Maybe get his bolt. Get the bolt back. Okay. Um, you were able to find the bolt. However, it has passed through another chunk of flesh that is laying on the bed.
2: Hmm. Okay.
1: And the bed looks disturbed. (laughs) (laughs) What is this piece (laughs) of flesh doing on me? (laughs) 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 (laughs)
3: Even
0: the bed's disturbed.
2: Yep. Okay. Um, He'll. Pull out his, the bolt, and then he'll grab the whatever's on it, coverlet, duvet, and yank it off.
1: Okay. There is the impression and, I hate to say, moisturific outline of some sort of humanoid figure. Okay. Probably about four foot tall. That has been in that bed.
2: Okay.
1: You just make out a faint outline. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. All these invaders tried out your bed. It was all Goldilocks like... Mondays (laughs) is too hard. Tuesdays (laughs) is too soft, but Fridays is
1: perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody goes for the
2: weekend. Okay. Um... That's gross. Um... He'll probably step back a few steps, and but I mean, as he's already encountered desiccated flesh and stuff, so it's just wetter, so it's not as not as nice. Okay. Um, and then he'll he noted that you mentioned that the one statue is smaller, so he'll go check that
1: out, see what that's about. Um, that statue you must have glanced pretty quick because there's not a short statue there anymore.
2: Guys! There's something in here. Weapon's Oops. out.
0: Okay. is
1: looking alertly. <laughs> listen
2: to see if he can hear anything moving or breathing.
1: No breathing. You do hear occasionally a muffled whirl. Whir, kind of like a gear moving.
2: Okay. Is it from the same spot,
1: or does it move around the room? Um, This room is right now casting a lot of echoes. And looking around, you realize that there are panels that have been moved into place for music or whatever that would increase the echoes in the room. Okay. A technological innovation that you apparently have invented later on.
2: Can, um... Can he see Carl and Zanatari and vice versa? At the door? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. He'll, um... There also he'll seems snap. to be an
1: ottoman over that way, too. Huh? There also seems to be an ottoman over that way, too.
2: Okay. He'll, um... He'll snap his finger to make sure that they're looking at him. And he'll point... He'll use both hands and point at them... And then point them in different directions to sort of maybe spread them out in the room, like okay. point you know one hand towards one corner and one hand towards another corner, both of them away from him. I don't know exactly how it's laid out, but okay, try to get that across so so
0: the door behind her no. and make some kind of you know gesture at Carl like like oh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's something I'm sure that no one would get. And And he he steals home.
1: (laughs) Essentially, it's a half-circle room. It's a rough way to look at it. Um, By the way, roll a perception check. Uh, 10
2: plus 19, I think, for me. I'll roll for Xanatari. What did I roll for you? I rolled an 8 for you.
0: Okay,
3: 27. And 28 for me. Okay. Um... Side note, all
1: of the flesh that you found um, appears to have been treated in some regards. It's all marble white.
0: Like preserved, you mean? Or salted or something?
1: Something has a colored marble white. Okay. <laughs> wow. Sorry, when it comes to flesh, Cesar's
2: colorblind, so.
0: Oh, I'm thinking midnight snack for some kind of invading, you know, halfling race. Jumping on your bed, eating snacks <laughs> and it,
2: comes everywhere. They ate all my porridge. <laughs> okay. You
0: all your friends,
3: too. Hey, Carl. Yep.
1: As you go off in your particular direction, um, you see a few more statues of Caesar. And uh, one of them has what appears to be a scissor standing next to a bag, a large bag of some kind. Seems a little bit out of place.
3: He's going to go huh and uh, brought it to the face of the statue with two fingers.
1: Well, the, the the stat the statue itself is probably a good twelve feet tall. Oh, okay. Next to it, there's a three to four foot tall what looks like a bag.
3: So he'll um, uh, touch the bag with his foot and see if it's um, well soft or part of the statue. Seems soft. Oh. Shout out, um, I think I found something and pick up the bag um, as you
1: try to do that um, the bag shifts and you see a flash of weapons or something arcing towards you stabbing <laughs> out towards you okay but take us out Sanatari. okay you
0: know next time I'm using my radiant armor Don't let me forget, because that interrupt is happening next
1: time. I'm still surprised you didn't do the raise the dead, grill them for for info. There's still time. Also, I've got some immediate reactions, so let's keep this in mind. (laughs) I have some immediate reactions, too. I would scream probably like a little person and um, go running around the room. (laughs) That's my my instantaneous uh, action right there.
0: thank you for listening you can find out more at deathd 4 com. find us on twitter at deathd4 please take a listen to the Great Area Podcast which we'll be doing a show hopefully this coming week uh, which I'll tell you more about later uh, same channel same time twitch.tv slash Genesee. you can find us next week hopefully on Friday uh, we record at 9 eastern standard time every Friday most of the time uh, and again you can find us on twitch.tv slash so stay tuned for our worldwide adventure.
3: Bye. Bye.